0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Curious John podcast. This is your host, Onomer. In this episode, you'll be listening to my conversation with Josephine Awoa Dapa. Josephine describes herself as a doubtful progressive Christian and she has an interesting perspective on Christian faith, which we discussed about. So I want you to listen to our conversation and enjoy. Stephen, welcome to the Curious John podcast.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. Onome. Good. Yeah. Is is that a correct pronunciation of your name? It's Onome. Onome. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. It's it's nice to finally get to talk to you. Thank you for accepting my invite. Okay.
1: Yeah. And are welcome.
0: Yeah, thank you. So, uh yeah, can you just quickly introduce yourself so that the listeners can at least know you better?
1: <laughs> um, my name is Justin Iwa Dapa. I am a Ghanaian. I'm still a student anyways. I did my first degree. I read uh, political science and geography. And then I'm now doing my second degree in um, Bachelor of Law. So I'm reading law at the moment
0: okay okay that's yeah that's very nice uh i think let me just say a bit about myself so that at least you can uh know me as well and maybe for your like people that listen to the podcast from your side uh all right so i am onome i am a graduate of um of civil engineering university of elurin and uh okay yeah and I, I I I identify as an agnostic generally. Like when it comes to spiritual claims and supernatural claims and and gods generally, I call myself agnostic because I feel like uh, those things are not something that I could falsify. But now, when it comes to like there's, there's something called the classical god of theism, and that is the god that um, Christians and Muslims uh, worship and Jews uh that's a a personal being that is all knowing, all good and uh, what else again all powerful yeah i i believe that that being does not exist so if you if you are talking about that type of being i am i am strongly an atheist so yeah that is just briefly about me and uh the reason i do this podcast is because i have two major goals for this podcast the first one is that i'm trying to get
1: you you said yeah, I'm listening. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, my first, the first goal is I'm trying to get people to, like, listen to other people that disagree with them on sensitive issues. least I'm trying to get people to be empathetic oh. to others and at least try to, like, listen and understand. And secondly, I try to, like, criticize harmful beliefs. When I see uh, certain religious beliefs that are harmful, uh, if I'm going to use Christian language, I will say beliefs that have um, bad fruits. Uh-huh. So I... I positively okay. criticize those type of beliefs and that's why I have to do this. Sure. I, yeah, so I saw your your Twitter bio got me um interested, and that was why I even um I invited you to the podcast. So on your bio, you describe you describe yourself as a doubtful progressive Christian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um can you just um maybe talk about that a, a bit so that we can like understand um what exactly that means.
1: Okay, so um, what what that means is when I was younger, I was I wasn't really a church person that much, but then as I was growing up, I I you know in Ghana we have something called national service. I think Nigeria you have that too. So we do it for a year, okay. and I I travelled from where I was to a, a different region, and whilst I was there. I began to read my Bible a lot. So initially, there were lots of things that I believed in. I believed in so many things. And when I started reading my Bible, I began to realize that majority of the things that I believed were not what the Bible actually said. And apart from the fact that it was different from what the Bible said, it made me me confused. I was really confused about a lot of things. Um, for example a lot of the time I listen to preachers preach about Genesis and I go back to my Bible and read Genesis and it's it's something else it's like everybody wants to be poetic everybody wants to prove a point but I mean like it's totally different that's that's basically it so I really became doubtful I began to question a lot of things I began to look at things differently and even in places that i found myself i would ask so many questions and people would say oh you're trying to question god and sometimes i wouldn't ask anything and i'll leave meetings and church really confused and it was really hurting me it was it was giving me sleepless nights because i honestly wanted to draw closer to god but here's the case where i am trying my best to read my bible Leave a holy life and I'm not getting the results that I I wanted. So I became really doubtful and I drew away from a lot of the beliefs, for example, um, believing that the woman is people don't believe it, but people wouldn't really agree. But I mean, there are parts of a Bible that promotes subservience and like uh, trying to say that the woman is second class or Trying to say that the woman should submit and all of that, I I began to question a lot of those things, and I realized that in irrespective of the fact that it was in the Bible, there was there was one thing we're not acknowledging that all these things were written at a particular time. It was written at a particular dispensation, and so a lot of the it influenced them whilst they were writing it. So we we don't have to um look at it uh, without without also questioning the dynamics of that particular period so that's that's why you 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 saw that on my bio that I'm doubtful I'm very doubtful I'll question everything and not everything not 100% but some things you know okay. for example in Ghana right now we have the church promoting the LGBTQ bill mm-hmm. and when this bill is passed it's going to cause a whole lot of things it means that we can't LGBTQ people can be arrested they can go through lots of therapy and all of that and I'm sitting in my room and thinking about the fact that it's not just about they being LGBTQ but what does the Bible say about loving each other What, what, what is the foundation of the Bible and you realize that we are actually treating people very differently from what the Bible tells us to and a lot of my perspectives and a lot of the things that i i thought about a lot of the things that i believed in really really changed drastically
0: okay okay i i i get yeah. you i i get you very well uh I, yeah. I i think i get your position quite well uh so i i just want to ask something like before we even go further like if you like how how would you like define someone that is a christian do you, i know that like there are a lot of beliefs that you question in the bible and all that and there haven't many beliefs that if you even if you go to christians around the world like they disagree mm-hmm. on these things but are there like certain things that you like owe to that okay if someone says they're a christian they must believe this one and and this one do you have any sort of um I, thing like I,
1: one thing i i also one i think i left one thing out one thing that i really um at this particular moment in my life, one thing that I'm really questioning is to actually identify as a Christian. Mm. So I I believe that um, Christ came to die. okay, And I believe that a lot of things happened during that period. But there was nothing like religion at that particular point. There was nothing, although the Bible actually acknowledges that, admonishes that we we come together and gather and worship and all but then there was nothing like religion but what there was there was always something that Jesus Christ did every single time he met people he he showed care he was he was loving he was he was kind and those are the the foundation of 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 everything if we are not kind if we are not we are not loving and we are not caring for our neighbors then there's basically no point in calling yourself a christian and majority of people actually miss the point as soon as they realize that someone is different from them as soon as they realize that someone else is a muslim someone else is 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 an atheist someone else is whatever they begin to you see it's not we will never have everybody um doing the same thing. We will never have everybody worshiping God. We'll never have everybody doing believing what we believe in. There are people who disagree with me and that is fine. But at the core we realize that there's something called love, okay. That is that supersedes all. Uh, but we are not we are not really getting to that point where the conversation stems from it's like I said, there's a, a bill in Ghana right now and it's all over the place. We are not putting. We are not really recognizing that these people are human beings, and we, they deserve love. They, they, they need. We need to acknowledge that they deserve love. Although we don't, it's it's none of our business. But they deserve love. Why are we not making that the conversation? But rather we are saying, okay, just because we believe that they are not supposed to be doing those things, or we believe that it is a sin. So that is it. That is the end of the conversation. And that is one thing that I do not like about Christianity okay, yes, right. so
0: uh, the thing is that uh, yeah you you talk about all those the laws in Ghana, and we have something quite similar in Nigeria, and to be honest, it's something uh, that um, it annoys me very well because m- many times i I read some of the tweets that um some of your fellow Ghanaians try to like use to justify these things, and uh, the way they are just inconsistent uh-huh. is just so annoying because if you think of it, if you're going to like make everything that uh, these people believe to be sinful if you if you try to like make them a crime and say okay people should be thrown in jail mm-hmm. for this you'll say that they are going to disagree with a lot of things like oh yeah it, so why are you why why do you draw the rights at um at an adult and another adult choosing to be in a relationship and, um, and loving each other like why is it that one that you want to like focus on so you it's, know that it's just I, like hypocrisy well, to me
1: when following the conversation, I realized that people even barely talk about lesbians. It's it's yeah, more of a sure. <laughs> man thing because when you when you look at it critically, you realize that a lot of people actually fetish them, um, fetishize um, um, lesbians, that and is very you know true. they feel like they feel like it's it's linked to masculinity, right? So why would a man go to that extent of sleeping with another man? You see and yeah. Every single time it is it's reduced to sex. If I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm looking at the broader picture. I'm not looking at sex alone. I'm exactly. looking at companionship. Exactly. I'm looking at love, I'm looking at growth and other things. But we are always going back to the drawing. We are going back to we are always going back to sex and we are making it a conversation. And it's, I think. That alone, they are, they, are, they are obviously homosexuals who are not having sex. I know, I've read a couple of Christians, Christian, gay, gay Christians, and they have decided not to have sex. There are people like that. Yeah. And I will not stand anywhere and say that, okay, this is a sin, and so do not do it. Okay. I honestly believe that people feel the way they feel. I had to sit down and then do a lot of research in order to come to a particular position. And I realized that there was, there was um, a whole um, institution that, that was trying to convert le- lesbians and hom- homosexuals, okay? Yeah. And 20 years and 30 years down the line, they come back to the same position. They are like, no, we, it, we cannot do this. Is it the one they call conversion therapy? Yes, it's con- conversion therapy. Okay. They did it, in the, I think, in the 60s or so. It's been there for a long time. And these people, it's ruined a lot of homes because you are telling the men that, no, you don't have to feel this way. And so they end up getting married to women, covering all these things up. And it's happening a lot. A lot of gay people are getting married to women. Meanwhile, they don't have any feelings for them.
0: Trying to pretend yes. and all that
1: exactly because the society is not giving them the liberty to live the way they have to they are taking away their liberty they are taking away their freedom and when you do that everybody every everybody gets hit yeah. everybody gets hit at, in the long run because he ends up sleeping you, he's married but he doesn't have feeling, any feel, so form of feelings for the woman how does he live with her it, it doesn't make sense yeah
0: i agree i agree i, if, I know and
1: so- and yeah
0: yeah i i even know like there's this um there's this I, I don't know if you know jackie you perry i don't know if, you, if you've heard of yes, her yes i do i, do. I yeah. do so she she she's married to a man and she has been married to a man for a while now and recently yeah. someone, someone asked her that, that okay are you still do you have sexual attraction to your husband and she was like no that she's still attracted to women but she just um she she, she decides to like see yeah. it as a cross that she's carrying and all that and
1: so a similar one is 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 a gospel musician i think donny mccleckin you know, or he's very popular donny mccleckin i think he's he also went to conversion therapy and according to him just recently i think months ago i read an article he had written and he said he still has feelings for men Meanwhile, he feels he he actually said he feels it's, it's a demonic attack on his life, and so um, he he still has to go through that kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, what exactly are they doing to themselves? What exactly are we telling them? Because we are telling them that this is not normal. You are not supposed to live that way, yeah. and so they. But even if they are suffering, even if they are going through some. Whatever they are going through, they they just feel like nah, this is not what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. and so whichever way they have, to, whatever they have to do to, in order to break free from that, they will do it. And I and the funny thing is, every single person who goes to conversion therapy comes back and says that nah, this is still, I'm I'm still not, I'm I'm still not free from this. Mm-hmm. So why exactly are we still saying that? Um, and people in the LGBTQ community are recruiting people. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, that's yes, just one it thing I hear that sense. I
0: just shake my head. If
1: you, if you say that they are recruiting people, it means that it's something... It's a choice, Yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. You are trying to say that it's a choice, and so people choose to do it. Meanwhile, it's, that is not so.
0: That's how, that's how a lot of these um very anti-LGBTQ people... Yes. That's how they see it. And it's just yes. so absurd, because the way I am now, I don't think I can i can just choose to be attracted to men like I, exactly and there was no point in my exactly. life when i said hey um i'm going to decide to be attracted to girls so it's just okay let's quick let's um so let's let's um let's return to christian theology so that we don't sure we don't spend so much time on um lgbtq issues so um, so so I, I want to ask you about some certain uh views, and i don't like I just want to know if you owed them or not or what you think about them sure, so the first one i I, I think I can predict your answer to this, but the first one I want to ask about is um biblical inerrancy. <laughs> <laughs> so there is this view of biblical inerrancy from a lot of like fundamentalist Christians that the Bible is the mm-hmm. perfect Word of God, there is no single error in the Bible if the bible says God, God, God said x then God, it means God said x, so what do you think about that um type of view like how do you approach the bible
1: Mm, i think i i i i don't agree with that i i think that the bible is very disturbing there are parts of the bible that really disturbs me there are parts of the bible where it's it there's there's parts of it that says that when a man sleeps with a girl um sorry rapes a girl let me put it that way because it's rape
0: when a man rapes
1: he should marry her, yeah, and he's the choice not to. So it's, it's there are parts of our Bible that are really troubling. For yeah, example,
0: okay, go on, go on.
1: For example, where in Deuteronomy, where um, God commands the Israelites to go to war and kill so many people, I, I think that it yeah. conflicts the Ten Commandments to me, saying that do not murder, and then you come back and tell order um, um, um the Israelites to go and murder. It's conflict exactly. It's conflicting, and um. Well, you, know, you, you know,
0: you know, the Christian would say, "Ah, oh, but but murdering is d- is different from killing." Like it says, "Do not." No, kill. it's <laughs> not the same.
1: It's actually the same.
0: <laughs> there, there, some of them would try to say, "Yeah, yeah." God told um Joshua and I. I, people, I what one was, thing I don't like. <laughs>
1: I do not think that we should be defending certain things, okay? I think that the Bible is very, very clear. Although we don't get the whole picture, the Bible is very clear on certain things. And what is it clear on? Do not murder is do not murder. That is it. Do not steal is do not steal. You cannot tell me that, okay, if someone comes to tell you that the Holy Spirit told them that you should go and take someone's money, it is no longer a sin just because you're a Christian. That is not it. I think it is clear. It's so if if you come back and tell me you use certain scriptures, certain flurry words to to try and then to dissuade me from believing that the Bible is saying something and you are doing otherwise, then I disagree. Okay. I think it's it's clear. We don't have to try and then um, paint it as if it's not. And these are the things that really worries me. Like I said, it was giving me sleepless nights and. I, I, like I said, I don't think Christians should be defending certain things. The Bible says it. You read Deuteronomy, is there? You read Leviticus, it's there. There are certain clothing even. You see, when you read the whole scripture, you realize that where people normally pick this LGBTQ thing from, there's a whole scripture over there that yeah, there talks so, about. There are so many things around that- it that
0: they ignore.
1: <laughs> yes, we cannot even wear two fabric. It means yeah. that if I. I have to just buy one fabric and that is it. So if you wear two fabric, that means it is also a sin. but they pick that particular you know, if part you, if and you, then you tell the other
0: If you tell them about that one, that two fabric one, they'll be like, no, this is not for this is this was God referring to the Israelites at that specific time. that's what they usually say. No. So I mean I do wonder that okay, why are you know applying that same reasoning to the LGBT? even
1: then, leave because the one on tattoos, he was also talking to the Israelites. Does that yeah. mean that I can't have the tattoo right now? no
0: okay so yeah let's let's go to the um the next one uh what are you uh are you an how do i even ask it are you inclusive (laughs) or are you exclusive like when you see okay for instance now traditional christianity says that like it says that people need to believe certain things you need to believe in jesus to be saved there it's not about being a good person or whatever like it is you accept the sacrifice of jesus you accept Jesus mm-hmm. as your Savior. Now are you the type do you say that people who don't accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, like maybe there's something bad that is going to happen to them in the afterlife or like where do you stand on that issue?
1: Mm-hmm. Normally when people ask me this question, I, I'm like, nah, this question there, I don't want to answer it. <laughs> but I I I think that it's a very dicey thing because I it it takes me back to a question that I keep asking. There are people who were born to Christian parents and there are people who were born to Muslim parents. And I do not think that if I was born to Muslim parents, I'll be a Christian or anything, any other thing. It's actually unlikely for people to be born to Christian parents and say that, oh, I'm going to be a Muslim. It's very unlikely. So for me to come to that conclusion that that's a praying through Christ or believing Christ is the only thing is the is the blueprint that's the only standard it's it's actually a very difficult position for me I haven't I haven't come to that position where I I totally agree with that Mm -hmm. so I don't know
0: and you, yeah. know, you know, one thing is that you could even be a Christian and be a universalist. But the thing is, a lot of, um, a lot of fundamentalist Christians misunderstand what universalism is. So they yeah. see it like you just believe whatever you want to believe and whatever you believe is going to help you to be saved. But that's not what universalism is. Mm. A universalist Christian thinks that, like, they believe that everyone is going to be saved, but mm-hmm. it is only through Christ that you are going to be saved. So even people that don't accept Christ in this life they are still going to be re- reconciled with God through Christ later on. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is that you that you are a Christian in this life, you are already reconciled. Mm-hmm. But the person that doesn't um, know Christ in this life, they, they need to like know Christ after they die. And they can even maybe go through some sort of punishment or whatever. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they are going to be reconciled. So you can. what I'm trying to say is that you can be a Christian and still believe that everyone is going to be saved eventually. So that is a and it's not, it's not something that is new. It's a position that has existed in this, throughout the history of the church. Like, if you, if you read, um, there's, this, there's this church father I'm trying to remember. I can't remember his name. Maybe I'll tell you his name later on. But he was a universal. Sure. And, and they, yeah. called, they called him the, the father of orthodoxy. So,
1: Oh, so I see. It.
0: Yeah, so that is not something that is inconsistent. But you know, a lot of Christians don't, like, they don't know these things. And they just, they find all these type of beliefs as very foreign. So they just reject it mm-hmm. outrightly yeah so uh, the next one i want to talk about is the idea of hell like this is a bit related to what we talked about um uh, just now mm-hmm. so uh in the i would just like to ask you do you do you believe that there is maybe there is there is a hell and if there if you believe that there is hell like how do you think it is because there are Christ- there are three views of hell in the church as well there is the canal mm-hmm. conscious torment view there is the annihilation view and there is the one of universalism. So, like, what do you... Do you have your stance on that um, issue?
1: Wow. If... I think this is connected to the, the, the question I answered earlier. Yeah, it is. If we are saying that Christ is the only way, it means that every other person who is not a Christian is going to hell. If that is what we believe. Like, we believe that everybody will be subject to condemnation to go to a place called hell. Yeah. And then everyone who is not... Who, everyone who is sort of righteous in quotes goes to heaven i don't believe that people are righteous anyway. <laughs> but we, we say that
0: the, the righteous the people that, go the, to, the, 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 the go ones that have accepted to, christ are made righteous
1: yes that is what we believe so that is why i'm saying in quotes because i don't believe that everybody is but they say that once you I mean, I can't accept Christ and be killing people. What about that?
0: I know they'll, they'll tell you that um, when you, if you are a true Christian, when you accept Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is going to come into your life and there should be transformative works in your life. You should produce good fruits. So they would say, no, you can't accept Christ and be killing people. It means maybe you are not saying mm-hmm. something. So that is what they're well, talking to that.
1: You meant a couple of times. I've, I have. I've also heard that a couple of times. Okay. Uh, well hmm. so let's just say that i i haven't it's connected to the other one there are certain things um um, i haven't come to the position where i i totally agree with it like the existence of hell the existence of the, the the fact that just because people don't are not christians they'll end up in hell there are so many i've met really amazing muslims mm. they are kind they are loving they are so are you saying just because they they, they don't yeah they don't identify as christians they'll end up in condemnation i i i just don't i've not come to the point where i believe it no yeah i get I you.
0: don't and, and um I, I think if you yeah. are any if you are a human being that you have empathy like all these type of things should disturb you so when i see people that don't even they don't even see anything wrong with Believing such things. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just, I just shake my head. But mm-hmm. yeah, there there are different views of hell. Maybe you could even think of that. There's, you know, like I said, there's yeah. eternal conscious torment. And in the internal conscious torment view, the people that are not saved are like, they are basically tormented for eternity. That is one view. Now, there's a view called annihilation, <laughs> annihilationism, or however you want to put it. And that, it simply means, yeah, some people end up in hell, but they simply uh, cease to exist. That's another view, like they are destroyed, basically. So just like the way it was before they were born, they no longer exist. And only the ones that are saved get this eternal life. So that's one other view. And there's also the view of the, the universalist view that there are, some people will end up in hell, but eventually, after a period of time, they are going to be saved ultimately. So those are three views that are, that are viable within Christianity. And at least some of them are better than others. Let me just put that there.
1: I was I was saying that there's this woman, um Rahel Held Evans. I don't know if you know her, she's she was a writer. Okay. And um some time ago, she wrote an article. She talked about the 9-11. She was this conservative Christian, and so um she she said when 9 11 happened, she was she was in the house and watching TV. And all of a sudden, this particular thing shows <laughs> they are watching TV and they say, okay, breaking news, blah, blah, blah. People have died and all that. She was like, she was taken aback by the whole event. She had to sit down and then think about it. And one of the things that crossed their mind was the fact that there were Muslims in, in, the, like, in the building. There were people who were not Christians in the building. And he act, she asked act herself, so From what she knows, from what she was taught in church, from what she she knew from everybody, is that all the other people who were in the building were going straight to hell. With no, they were not, they they didn't have any second chance. Okay. They they didn't have any, the opportunity to say that, oh Lord, like just, uh, I want to accept Christ into my life or anything. That was it. Mm. They had been killed and they were going to hell. And that's what she believed. And she said it made her question a lot of things, including hell and heaven. It made her question it a lot. Mm. And I I do not think that um, we should just read the Bible and close it. It's it's a whole conversation starter. It's, it's more like I read the Bible, we come, we discuss it. There are certain things that, of course, well, like is, love and... Another,
0: another question. Sir,
1: that like, we can't really... Sure.
0: Yeah, so, sorry. Another question is, like, this idea of what exactly does the Bible say about hell? Like, that is one thing that people don't even, like, look into, because, you know, I told you that there are three different interpretations of what hell is, and yeah. there is a debate of what exactly, which one is more biblically consistent, and it's something that I have come to look at. I don't think, before, you know, I, I okay, I didn't tell you this, but I was brought up in a Catholic home, so... I used, okay. to, I used to I used hold traditional Catholic beliefs before. So I believed in internal conscious torment. Mm-hmm. That was what I believed in that was small. But after like after deconverting mm-hmm. and watching debates and because I have a I have a friend that is even a seven day Adventist. And you know, seven day Adventist guys don't believe in eternal conscious torment. They believe in Yes. Uh-huh. So I I, yeah. I started watching all these debates and like debates be- between Christians. And I, I I came to the conclusion that I'm not so sure that this eternal conscious torment idea is even what is like biblically consistent so i know yeah. that i know that there are some passages that seem very much like it but if you are looking at the whole of the bible yeah, yeah. it's not something that is that, uh, yeah. not there it's just something that people have taken from interpretation.
1: Yeah. so that's how i see yeah. it mm. You no, know, it's it's mostly as because it's sort of used as a weapon. Mm-hmm. People want you to be in hell in order to convert you. So there are people who say, "Hey, if you don't if you don't believe in Christ, you end up in hell. If you don't." But I, I don't. It's when you do that, it gives God a certain kind of picture. Okay. Yeah. It makes, yeah exactly. It look a certain way it's like okay if you don't do this i kill you But it sounds this like is not,
0: it sounds like god is, is putting a gun to your head and telling
1: exactly Yeah. Exactly. exactly but but that's that is not when i read the bible that is not the picture i get about god so i i it's it's a problem okay okay so
0: the last one the last thing i want to talk about on your um theological views is um mm-hmm. is, is sexual ethics so uh, you know the, 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 the traditional christian position is that okay a, a man should be married to a woman and uh-huh. it's only within that context that sex can be uh holy or how do i want to put it any other thing uh two adults that are not married sin. uh uh-huh. someone watching porn and masturbating seen uh, uh-huh. <laughs> same, same sex people sin. So like we what do you have any position on that on that topic? Wow. This is a wild question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, hey. How do I answer this? <laughs> wow. But you don't you don't need, if you don't I, have I a I, position, I, you don't need to answer. I I think that a lot of these um, things where is is why we have purity culture so
0: yeah
1: sure sure uh, a lot of these things is as a result of the, the reason why we have um, purity culture in the first place so purity culture tells you that you're supposed to have sex within it's either you're married or <laughs> well, you the only time stay. you you should have sex when you're married, right? And it's out of that we have other things. It's a difficult pursuit. Like I don't really have any any personal. I don't, yeah, they say you either do it or abstain, but mm-hmm. I I think people will do whatever they want to do in their life okay it's a very dicey situation
0: yeah yeah I, <laughs> I, I i agree with you uh i met i met uh a progressive christian she's she's ghanian but she has been staying in um in canada all her life and she i, I asked that same question and what she told me was she was like no she doesn't just take um sex in that perspective she says there are many things that makes sex oh, okay. not only it's not just about being married or not married, and there are many things that makes um, sex be be healthy. So, it's a it. She has a more nuanced position on that matter, but um yeah. any, any person that any any it's, yeah any conservative traditional Christian would yeah be like, no 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 that's not <laughs> that's not the issue. I think
1: I think I'm waiting. yeah. I've I think I've read something similar I, too. I've read something similar. Okay, okay. Mm, but I I. I think that people will do whatever they want to do and i i just don't agree with a lot of things that a purity culture promotes i don't like if you're not a virgin you are damaged if you are not a virgin you get married and your marriage is not going to succeed um and mostly it targets women it doesn't it's not really concerned about men that much and it, it makes me really confused because at the end of the day it's men and women who end up having sex. So why is it always targeting women? It's like if you don't do this, the end is you're not going to get a good marriage, you're going to be damaged. And it's all over if you Google these things right now, that's that's the information you get. Yeah. And we have popular preachers like John Piper who who really propagates these things, who who hold this so gets to their hearts. Yeah. And it's really terrible if yeah, you're telling please. you know if you're telling me that if you tell me that I'm no longer a human being or I'm damaged or I'm used I'm no longer useful just because of a hymen some people don't even have hymens okay so we we have all these ideologies and we think that at the end of the day is it doesn't it's our worth is not tied to these things we we tie our work Mm -hmm. to these things and it becomes problematic and a lot of women actually internalize these things okay and they feel like okay once she's having sex with someone that person owes her something okay that person should should act in a certain manner Mm -hmm. and it is not true and it translates in even Marriage relationships and all, and the whole purity culture, I do not agree with. I think it's 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 built on really really flawed found a really flawed foundation. So I don't I disagree with it.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I I think I agree with you (laughs) a lot on that um matter. You know the 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 difference is just that I'm not a Christian. I like I I consider my (laughs) morals in a very (laughs) in a very secular way. So, but we are in agreement there. So. Yeah. So the last thing I want to ask you yeah. about the Bible is that now, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. there are many, I know there are many things in the Bible where you like you resonate with and you accept it very well. Like when um, Jesus says we should uh, yeah. love our neighbor and all that. So I know there are things that you you accept with and there are things you, you believe. in, sure. And there are some things. That Absolutely. You say, this represents God. Well, then there are the other ones that you reject. Now, someone Mm -hmm. that is a a fundamentalist Christian is looking at you like, okay, I see what is making you think like this, but how can you, if you are rejecting some things in the Bible and you're accepting some of the things in the Bible, how do you have a foundation that you know who God is exactly? Because the Bible is supposed to be what tells you who God is. (laughs) So if you are like, on what um, basis do you say, oh, I accept this one, I reject this one?
1: (laughs) I I I think that a lot of the things that a lot of us um are very picky. I think people won't agree with you. Some people will say, okay, they don't, they agree with everything, but the kind of scriptures they hold on, hold on to dearly, yeah. the, the, the scriptures, they things that they practice and all, we are very picky, including myself. And I will, I will never stand anywhere and say that I'm not picky. I'm very picky with the things that I believe in. Okay. So when it comes down to, looking at god i i believe that god is all all knowing i believe that god is loving i believe that god is generous he's not that kind of he's not someone who come back and say that hey don't do this don't do that don't he's not he's not robotic like like the way a lot of people portray him to be. I think he's loving. He he allows us to be wrong. And then he we come back and then embrace him. And then he agrees with us and disagrees with us. He allows us to listen to him. I, I do not view God in in the fundamentalist's point of view. I disagree with their notions okay. of, of, of saying that, hey, you are not supposed to do that. You're supposed to do this. It, it makes uh, Christianity look a bit robotic to me and it's like everybody has to to, uh, go this way if you don't go that way it becomes a problem but then at the end of the day you sit down and you realize that christianity is a relationship with god if if i say that i have a relationship with someone obviously you cannot get the same way as another person sitting somewhere it's different yeah i was saying that i i of the day um it's it's basically about a relationship we have with god it's not about the. it's if we are going strictly by what the bible says we know the foundations of the bible it talks about love but apart from that there are things that we cannot actually bring in a third, third person we Cannot say that okay because this person believes in this i also believe in the same thing no it's it's a relationship there are things that i i wouldn't if someone comes to tell me that. God told her not to wear jeans or trousers or whatever. I will, not, I will not say that, hey, you're lying or something like that. That is the person's personal, personal encounter. And there are probably various reasons why that particular person got that particular message. And so I cannot say that just because I haven't had that message, the person is, is lying or the person is, is trying, to, uh, uh, trying to make me do the same thing. I also have my personal relationship with God and God has not, I do, I have not, it's, we really need to cherish those things. We really need to uh, uh, come to a position where we, we agree or acknowledge that it's a relationship and it frees us from a lot of the things that we see. There was a lot of,
0: um, there was a lot of breaking up there, but let's just move on so, <laughs> hello uh-huh. so, so would you like because what i was trying to get at is that would you say that mm-hmm. your the the very foundational things that you believe about god are from like they come from personal experiences like you now you say, I would
1: say okay go on i would say that a lot of the things i believe the bas- basically it's just one thing that god is love and out of that
0: yeah i I was trying to ask that like where do you get that from is it from personal experience of what you know god to be that was what i was trying to ask
1: that is what i know god to be that is what i know god to be
0: okay yeah that makes sense so you from your personal experience you know that god is love so when you read the bible and you see the parts that are that are like um saying god god is commanding something that is not loving you sort of have issues that with those parts is that a yes a, a yes of your i condition? do
1: yes okay, okay yes
0: that makes sense and uh yeah my last question is like how is how do your maybe you have some friends and families that are somehow conservative and fundamentalists and how do they react um, to you on these issues and how how those like discussions with them how how do you usually how never, does it turn out yeah.
1: well I, I never I never get I barely get positive feedback because it's it's really it's really it's really a very a very very difficult situation to be in because like I said I I started reading my bible a lot when I was in like I had moved from where I was and so they didn't really see all that about me. They didn't see me going to church a lot. They didn't see me reading my bible a lot or praying a lot or anything. All they saw was okay, she moved from where she was to somewhere else and she returned and she now she has all these all these beliefs. And then the conclusion is okay, it's because she was probably convinced or she was she probably uh, had an encounter with a certain group of people and then she, all of a sudden she's changed her beliefs and that's what I get a lot of the time people think that you you woke up one day or you woke up listen to someone and that was it and then you changed everything that you believed in but that's a lie it's <laughs> it's it was a journey yeah. yeah it was a journey that's why when I see Christians say a lot of things about atheists I really don't agree with them because when I go online for instance Majority of the questions that atheists are asking, those are the same questions I I keep asking myself as well. So I think that when you when you don't listen, okay, when you start pushing people away, it it like you keep questioning. That's that's how the the whole thing is. We keep questioning things, and so you don't have to say that. That's Okay because this person is an atheist and they are questioning this and this and that they are against they are against me or they're against people are really asking really sound and really questions that are really important. So we, we need to listen. we need to be open to, to learning as well. A lot of questions I, I don't want to say a lot but that much yeah. and it's it's terrible. For me it's been terrible <laughs> It's been terrible. You see, when I start, when I began to have a lot of questions, every and what, that's one thing that I did that wasn't right. Everywhere I went, I wanted to ask those people around those questions, mm. and uh, and it was it was annoying to some people. And some people were really calm and nice, but some people too were not receptive at all. They they were like, "Nah, she shouldn't be asking these questions." Uh, so, in all, I think that. I'm one person who, the reason why I, I, have you know, when I was answering the questions, I came to a position where I told you that I don't, I've not come to the conclusion yet. When I believe in something, that is it. So I try as much as possible to ensure that I am really making an informed decision. Yeah. So I don't want to just get the, to that particular point. in. But at the end of the day, it's, it's been amazing. And I don't, I, I'm choosing not to allow people's perspectives on things um dissuade me from what I have come to know right
0: now that is that's very nice to hear and i empathize with a lot of the things that you have said because i'm um, someone like me now I, i'm i'm somebody that i went through a very long uh a long phase where i had things that i was not comfortable with i questioned them i tried to study the uh, apologetics what christians try to like the way they try to answer oh
1: yeah it.
0: i try to like look at the yeah. apologetics so, so it's a very long Period of time. So, in fact, when I'm even talking about something most times, I already know the type of thing that you are (laughs) going to say to like if you are a fundamentalist Christian, exactly justify it. And I know what I'll say next. (laughs) So that's how most of the things (laughs) so when I'm trying to tell somebody that I'm trying to tell you that, oh, this thing that you are saying, it doesn't really deal with this problem for this reason. And you are saying something else. Because I even have this friend of mine when we have this um he's a very nice guy but whenever we have conversations like this you just see another side of him you'll begin to say things like the problem is your <laughs> your pride you want to sing Blah. Like, you begin to gaslight you and i'm like no mm. <laughs> no you're not listening to what i'm saying if you're listening to me you would know that mm-hmm. okay it's not just maybe my pride or i want to sing or whatever and okay. yeah that's how it has been and I, I, I want to like. I want to blame the Apostle Paul for some of these reactions that. Had <laughs> I, I actually blame him for a lot of if, things. If, so. you read, if you read, if you read the book of Romans one, you see uh, Romans one, mm-hmm. to, besides Romans one, um, I think eighteen to twenty, you see the Apostle Paul saying that mm. everybody knows that there is a God, and people just, um, people just want to rebel. Choose not
1: the God. fool says
0: there's no God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> says things like that. So. A lot of Christians take these passages like seriously. Mm-hmm. So whenever yeah. they meet somebody that is telling them that, hey, I don't believe in God, though. Oh,
1: yeah. In, telling initially, you, I used to, I used tell to you that say that
0: a lot. <laughs> 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 uh, it doesn't just make any sense. You said you used to say it as well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's that's what all, all we've seen in the Bible. So we can't, we just believe it's just the way we see the things. I think like i said the the bible sometimes doesn't give you the full picture so you see something like love um what's it called and 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 you know the translations also don't do justice to the, the 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 interpretation very very well as well so you see certain things and then you draw conclusions for example um let me use proverbs 31 as a as a very good example people read Proverbs thirty one, and they come back and then say all sorts of things. A woman is supposed to be this. A woman is supposed to be that. But when you look at the scripture critically, you realize that it wasn't written not just about a woman. It's actually both ways. But they just it's poetry. Okay, it's 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 admonishing the goodness of a person or admonishing what the person. Let me say in quotes brings to the table. At the same time when you when you look at it critically you realize that the person rested the person woke up early the person was cooking working with other people yeah. but i go to church sometimes i listen to preachers i go to church and they tell me all sorts of things but i go back to the proverbs 31 and i realize that this woman had made servants who were working with her several of them she had the only thing she actually did was to wake up early and give them instructions. And at the end of the day, she went to stand at the at the um city, the gates, and then to 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 um what's it called? <laughs> Praise her husband. She didn't really do anything extra, but whenever the point, whenever we want to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, we want to, to look as if she was the most someone who was doing all sorts of things, it actually acknowledges differences. When you read it critically, you realize it. that the proper setting. One actually acknowledges differences. This is someone who is into real estate. She's into business. She's doing a whole lot of things. And we we need to acknowledge these things. Christians don't do so well when it comes to like acknowledging differences and it's
0: it's all yeah i get i get that though they are like i've met a lot of christians that are very critical <laughs> thinking people and i at least i appreciate them yeah. for that i even know i interviewed one of them on my podcast um it's even a oh. and uh yeah, sure I, that's I, nice i really like talking to such people yeah uh, yeah so i think i've run out of what i wanted to ask you do you is there any question sure. you like to <laughs> ask me as well
1: oh no not now <laughs> maybe later maybe okay. when i think about
0: okay that is fine and yeah yeah do you have any asking. last any last words
1: well i would say that i'll say that we we need to recognize that our relationship with god but is 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 something personal and if you're a christian you're you're the most looking at building or growing your relationship with god and nothing else and the fact that a person is reading the bible every day or the fact that a person is going to church every single time doesn't mean that they are growing in christ there are people who are doing all that and still not growing and because they are looking at the, the bible in such a way they are bringing especially a lot of christians they are bringing in third people and mostly these third people are, they are pastors. Hmm. You can go to your pastor for advice. You can go to your pastor because, I mean, they can teach you all sorts of things, but at the end of the day, never, 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 ever um, forget the fact that it's, it's personal. It's personal. Okay. And another thing I want to say is we need to acknowledge differences. We don't use the Bible to end conversations hmm. The fact that you've seen do not matter in the Bible, and you've seen a thirteen-year-old who is pregnant, doesn't mean that you come and say that hey, the the Bible says do not matter. and so once the thirteen-year-old is pregnant, the person should give, to, birth. give birth, ignoring him. the fact that the person can, ignoring the fact that the person can go through certain kinds of um. The um disease like the person is is oh is God. too young to yeah. go through such a procedure. They uh, exact they can go through so many, and even women who are who are of age, like in their thirties and twenties, some of them become cripples when they give birth. And you see, when you when you end use the Bible to end conversations, we never we we never get solutions. We never get answers. Now we still have. Um, the rate of abortion really really high and we still have people who are dying every day out of abortion and we are not, who are not getting proper health health um, care the health care that they need because at the end of the day we are coming back to the point where we are saying that it is murder and that is it we need to open we we need to be very open about certain things we need to and and we don't have to say that okay this person is also an unbeliever and so i cannot have a conversation with them i i i disagree with that i think i've met really amazing atheists on twitter we have conversations and i disagree sometimes and i agree most of the time too you see you you see a post on twitter someone will say oh I did not die. I traveled on the road and I did not die. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But meanwhile, there are people who died on the road. You <laughs> see, saw, saw and post like that Christianity doesn't take away your Exactly, yes. Even yesterday I saw one. Christianity does not take away your empathy. It's actually, it's actually supposed to, if anything at all, it's supposed to make you more critical, make you more um uh, what's what, which 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 Empath- word should I even empathetic. use? It's, yeah it's supposed to make you more empathetic not not otherwise and I'm not really seeing that a lot so I think that we should be open to differences we should be open to having conversations and sometimes atheists answer my questions sometimes it's like when I ask Christians questions it's like they have all sat in a room and then they are giving me the same answers and I do not like that I think we, we don't have to rehearse answers and keep giving people answers that are uncalled for yeah. or answers that are not, we feel is right. It's not right. It's, it's not right. Yeah, so we, we, we have to do all these things, accept differences. And yeah. Yeah, I totally, agree, I totally like, agree
0: with you there. I <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, all right, thank you very much, Josephine, for uh, having this conversation with me. I it's it's it actually been a wonderful conversation. Like I enjoyed talking to you so much. Sure.
1: sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, you you broke up a bit. There.
1: Sure. Oh. Yeah. I said, said I enjoyed talking to you too.
0: Okay. Okay thank you thank you so much i said maybe we are going to have another episode one way because i, I noticed that we are agreeing sure, much. Sure, so much so let's welcome. have one way we can we can disagree yeah thank you so much thank you so much of course yeah um one more thing but, do you do you want all to, right uh would you like you're to welcome make, would you like to give out okay. maybe if people want to reach you out are there certain maybe you want to give out your social media and all and all that
1: okay my name my name is um just fin a wadapa on on facebook and i'm nana global what i use on twitter i use it on instagram too so if you want to reach me that's 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 those
0: are okay okay and i'll i'll, I'll hello hello i can hear you i'll i'll put it in the Description section of the podcast so that people can at least people that maybe they can't get the spelling or something. I'll just put it there.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. okay. Thank you so much. Thank you very I-
1: much. All right.
0: So that was my conversation with josephine and i hope you enjoyed listening to us as usual i would like to get your opinion on our perspectives and if you are interested in reaching out to her on social media please check out our social media handles in the description section of the episode thank you for listening and bye for now